If you would, open your Bibles. We're going to be in the book of Matthew this morning. Matthew chapter number one specifically. So Matthew one, while your eyes adjust to the lights. Matthew chapter number one today. And what an appropriate, um, all of these appropriate songs. What an appropriate song there at the end. God with us. And in fact, that's what we're going to dig into here in just a few minutes. Before we do, um, how many of you have uh, plans over the next couple of weeks? Big plans, small plans, something in between. How many have plans over the next several weeks? Um, how many of you are done with your Christmas shopping? All right, let's boo the overachievers. I'm just kidding. Um, no, like, I mean, come on, what's wrong with you guys? Like, good night. Uh, but no, seriously, um, how many of you, you're like, I have plans to finish my Christmas shopping? How many of you think those plans will actually happen? How many of you say, what's Christmas shopping? All right. All right, good. All right, hey, couple. Um, listen, we have these plans all the time. We make plans. Um, if you can tell, things were planned out today. Even as you came in here, there were plans put in place. Um, I have said this to our church before. Probably should say it more often as a reminder. We talk about how a Sunday, Sunday morning church it's a Saturday night decision. You're here today because you planned to be here today at some point in time, okay? And so we often have these plans, and we anticipate that these plans will come together, but we've also had moments in our lives that we've had to say, that's not how I saw that going. That's not how I saw that going. Anyone in here, your plans always happen exactly the way you lay them out? Wow, no, no, yeah, of course no one, right? Our plans never just come out the way that we desire them to. Can I tell you a little secret this morning? And I say this tongue-in-cheek because it's not a secret. God's plans have never been ruined. You understand that with me? God's plans don't get ruined. They don't. You and I can look at our lives and be like, man, this is so far off script. But do you know whose script it's never deviated from? God's. How incredible is that? As we look at this Christmas story, we're just going to look at a few verses today. I want to read through all of them. We're going to pray, and then I'm going to jump into what I want you to see from the text this morning. Beginning in verse number 18 of Matthew chapter number 1, the Bible says this, now, the birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed, I mean, it's similar to an engagement to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And her husband Joseph, being a just man and unwilling to put her to shame, resolved to divorce her quietly. So this was something that was necessary to nullify this engagement in this culture. It wasn't merely a uh, breakup, but it was more significant than that. But they went through the process, and he, he was considering this process and how he would put her away, how he would divorce her quietly. But as he considered these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. This is coming from the book of Isaiah. It says, behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son 
and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means, watch this, God with us. When Joseph woke from sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took his wife, but knew her not until she had given birth to a son, and he called his name Jesus. Let's pray together this morning, Father. I thank you for this little, simple, familiar story. Lord, I thank you that as we open your word, we can understand this truth that Jesus came to save us from sin. As we explore this passage just a little bit this morning, I pray that you would help us to have an understanding of it. I pray that you would be with those of us who have been a Christian. We have placed our faith in Jesus a number of years ago, or even recently. Help us to lean into this story this Christmas and apply it to our own hearts and lives. And then, Father, I also pray that you would be with those in this room who have never trusted Jesus to save them. I pray that today you would just burden them and draw them to you. We pray it in the name of your son, Jesus. Amen. As we begin um, breaking down this Christmas story, the first element I want you to see is that Mary was given some good news. Mary was given some good news. And and watch what's happening here, beginning of verse number 18. The birth of Jesus Christ took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. And the book of Luke explains this a little bit more for us. And then we'll be looking at that um, next week. As we look at the book of Luke, though, Luke tells us that an angel came and told Mary all this good news, said this is what's going to happen. And so he, he expounds, this angel does to Mary and explains. So this is why Mary knows and understands this is a child from the Holy Spirit. She didn't just wake up one day, feel a kick and go, ah, oh, the Holy Spirit must have done that. Um, but she understood there was good news to be had. And in the middle of this, though, She's betrothed or she's engaged to this man by the name of Joseph. And as she's with child with the Holy, uh, with a child from the Holy Spirit, I want you to just kind of put yourself in Joseph's shoes for a minute. Can you understand if you, you're, you're engaged to be married, there's not yet been any uh, physical relationship. And then all of a sudden your soon to be wife comes to you and says, Hey honey, I have some good news. I'm pregnant. But it's okay, because it's the Holy Spirit's child. I mean, if that happened to you, what's, what's, the, what's the response here? Okay. Um, she's either lying or crazy. Uh, there's really not an in-between in our minds, right? So Mary's received this good news. This good news has caused some confusion for Joseph caused some tension in Joseph's life. Joseph now is sitting here looking at his ruined plans. And you see, Mary's good news ruined Joseph's plans. What was Joseph's plan for his life? 
Joseph's plan for his life was, I've been betrothed to this woman, Mary, and, and, and we're going to get married. We're going to have a family. We're going to do all these things that we've dreamed of doing. God enters the picture, and here in this moment, Joseph says, it's ruined. It's over. This, this, this isn't going to play out the way that I wanted it to play out. Can you imagine the, the heartbreak of Joseph in this moment? Could you imagine the betrayal he felt? He's wounded by what's taking place because he doesn't know any better yet. All he knows right now is that Mary's expecting and it's not his. And so here we find that Joseph is sitting in a place where his plans are just cast aside. He's trying to figure out how he can, how he can come and how he can and make the situation right. And he says, I, I can't continue in this. But at the same time, I don't want to shame her in this. And so he is considering these things, not quick to make a decision, but anxious about this decision that now lays in front of him. But I want you to think about as we just continue to mull over this passage. God's plans often ruin ours, don't they? God's plans often ruin ours. So often we want to believe that we know how it ought to be done and we know how things ought to take place, but, but God enters into that story and if we're not careful, what do we think? We say, God just messed them all up. Man, that's going on in Joseph's heart. But, but watch what takes place here. As he considered these things in verse 20, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. And so now Joseph is brought in on what's taking place. It says, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Do not fear to take Mary as your wife. For that which is conceived in her... Is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. You see, as all of this is revealed to Mary and to Joseph, this wasn't Mary's plan. This wasn't Mary's plan. This isn't what Mary had in mind. This definitely wasn't Joseph's plan. Joseph wanted nothing to do with this. Joseph said, this isn't the way that it's supposed to be, but you know whose plan it was? It's God's plan. As God enters in here, what does he say? How does he speak to Joseph? He says, don't fear. Don't fear the things that are taking place. Don't fear the stuff that's happening. Don't be afraid of it. And even as he speaks these things, he says, don't be afraid because I'm at work in the middle of this. And then he says this, she's going to bear a son. Just like she told you, she's going to bear a son. And when she does, he has a name. And his name is is Jesus. Why Jesus? What's the significance here of this name? Watch what the angel says. 
You shall call his name Jesus. Why? For he will save his people from their sins. You see, Jesus didn't just come so that we could have a, a holiday to give gifts and spend time with family, as wonderful as those things are. Jesus came for a very specific purpose, a very specific plan. And you see, because even though, even though God's plans often ruin ours, that doesn't mean that there is not a plan. It just means it's not our plan. And I want you to understand with me this morning that God's plan is Jesus. God's plan is Jesus. You say, preacher, what do you mean by that? Nate, what are you talking about when you say God's plan is Jesus? Watch with me. He says this Jesus will save his people from their sins. You see, we can look at the world and we can bemoan a lot of different things happening within it. But can I tell you the greatest problem that exists in our world today? It's people not knowing Jesus Christ. It's people not knowing Jesus Christ. Lostness. The sin of unbelief, where we say, God, I can do it on my own, that exists within this world and often even within our own hearts. And yet God had a plan to combat the sin and to save his people from it. And so what does he do? He sends his son. And you see, this wasn't a new plan. This is one of the things I love about Matthew chapter number one. We, we went through this passage much more in depth a few years ago. And one of the things I love about Matthew chapter number one is Matthew one shows us that God's plan isn't new. In fact, you read through verse number one from the very beginning, we find that this is a story that's been playing out for generations and generations and generations. And so now Jesus enters into the story, enters into the picture as the fulfillment of God's plan for us. But even as we examine this passage right in front of us today, we see that he's called the Savior, the one who would save his people from their sin. He's not only called that, he's called what? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. You see, what our sin does is our sin separates us from God. And this separation, this gulf is one that we can't overcome on our own. You can't be good enough to go build a bridge to get you back to God. You can't be holy enough that God looks at you and says, now I can accept you. But instead, we are hopelessly divided from God because of our sin. But Emmanuel, Emmanuel. And what does this name Emmanuel mean? It means God with us. God with us. See, this wasn't even, this is one of the things I, I, I just, I love the way that God wrote this out and explains this to us. See, often we can feel like we're not near to God or we're not close to God. 
Maybe today, if I said, if I asked you the question, how close do you feel to God? How close do you feel to God? Maybe some of you would say, well, I feel about this close to God. I'm not there yet, but I, I could be further away. Maybe some of you would say today, man, I'm just, I couldn't be further away. I can't hear his voice. I don't know where he is. I just, I couldn't be further away from God. Maybe some say, oh, well, I feel like I'm getting. Can I tell you today, one of the things I love about this passage is the precision with which God speaks. God didn't send Jesus to be God near us. He sent Jesus to be God with us. God with us. And as we understand this, as we put our faith in Jesus, we are made to be with God, not merely near to God, but with God. And so you understand, I want you to understand today, if you get nothing else out of all of our time together, that when we look at who God is, when we understand why Jesus came, it's not based on my goodness or yours. It's not based on my righteousness or yours, but it's entirely based on what you do with Jesus Christ. Jesus came, God with us. And today, if you believe, you also can be with God. Your sin can be forgiven and you can be made right with him. So today, the songs, they've been wonderful, haven't they? The time together, it's been, it's been uplifting and encouraging. What a wonderful thing. But today, if you hear nothing else, it's this. Jesus came to save you from sin. And Jesus came as God's plan so that you can be with him. And so here's my encouragement to you today. Christian, You've been a follower of Jesus for months, years, decades. Don't forget, don't forget, he is God with you. He is God with us. If you're here today and you've never placed your faith in Jesus Christ, today would be a wonderful day to make that decision. To say, I believe in the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus alone for my sin as my salvation. And so today, as we enter into this Christmas season, as we go back to these songs in just a minute, what will you do with Jesus Christ? What will you do with Jesus Christ this Christmas?